everybody. Hi there. Welcome back. I'm Emily. I'm Larry. And this is Planet and God. And someone's got a case of the Mondays. It is Monday, December 16th. We no. are... No, it's not. It's not December 16th. <laughs> what day of the week is it? No, I'm... 18th. I'm thrown off from last week. Last week, we had all of the days in a row. Chapter 11 was on the 11th, 12th on the 12th. I'm still in that mood. It is December 18th, 2023. And what are we reading today, Miss Emily? We're reading John chapter 16. <laughs> See, that's why I was screwed up there. So we're on John chapter 16. Finishing out our gospel reading challenge for 2023. This is the last full week. And then we finish the Gospel of John on Monday, Christmas Day. So hopefully you stick with us and finish strong. So uh, without further ado, Emily, you got any pre-thoughts? No, no pre-thoughts. No pre-thoughts? I have one, and it's just a reminder that we are still in the same conversation that started in the upper room, chapter 14. But now they're in the garden. But now they're they're still on the pathway to the garden. Almost to the garden. They're almost to the garden. We, they won't get to the garden, I think, until 18, if I remember right, to actually get to the garden. So they're still on the pathway to the garden. And that conversation is still coming. That's just the only thing um, I will say as we do. So we open the chapter with? We open the chapter with Jesus continuing instructions uh, prior to his death. So these are, and what he gives is, he gives a couple of promises here right at the beginning. Um, in verses 1 and 2, he promises persecution. He tells essentially the disciples beforehand to be prepared that they will be put out of the synagogue. They will be excommunicated. They Not only will they be excommunicated, but they will be killed. Actually, all uh, well, 10 of the 11 disciples are martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. The 11th, being John, was exiled to Patmos where he died there. And he tells us why the world will do these things in verse 3. He says that this is because they have not known the Father, and therefore they do not know the Son. So if you don't know the Father, you don't know the Son, and then you don't know the followers of the Father and the Son. And so the world and their response to that is a response of hate, and that hate leads to murder. Yeah, it kind of... So how you were saying that it flows from the previous chapters, yeah. I noticed that he is still preparing them. Yes. So there's still, these are all, um, preparation. This is all in preparation for him going to the for cross. For his departure, right? For him to go to the cross and then for him to be departed. Mm -hmm. And then he gives them the promise of an advocate that is coming. This advocate that is coming is going to be sent by the Son. And we have certain roles for the advocate that are given. We see this in verses 7 through 11. We see that the advocate will have roles to the unbeliever and to the believer. And interestingly enough, I did a sermon on this section a while back. This was at uh, Calvary Chapel in Cadillac. 
that I did that. I'll link it in the um, description, and you should see a fly up on the way, uh, up on here. It was the sermon, Discerning the Spirit of Error and the Spirit of Truth. And in that sermon, I kind of detailed out how the role of the advocate to the unbeliever will be to prove the world wrong concerning sin, concerning righteousness, and concerning judgment. Wrong concerning sin because the world will have a wrong view of what sin is. They'll think that what's evil is good and what good is evil. Um, righteousness because they'll think that doing good things, what they think doing good is righteous. It isn't in God's eyes. And then of judgment, right, the world judges incorrectly all the time. And yet the Holy Spirit will convict them of these things. And in that conviction, they will have one of two responses, right? They will either respond good, turn from their wicked ways and towards the Lord, or they will respond the wrong way and turn away from God and go deeper into sin. Yeah, I actually really loved this section because um, we see so much of Jesus caring that we understand this. Yeah. Like, he's not just saying the Holy Spirit's going to come and that's it. Right. He's actually giving the reason why. And the roles. Yes, and the purpose behind it. The purpose, it. right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, verses 12 through 15, we have the purpose or the role of the advocate, the Holy Spirit, for the believer, that he will guide believers in truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he speaks, he will hear from the Father, and the Holy Spirit will always glorify the Son. Yeah, Always. and in verse 12, he tells them, he he still has a lot to tell them, but he, you know, they can't bear that right. at that point. Um, and so, I know this is jumping back from what you just went to, but um, I thought it was important because I, Jesus is being discerning on what the, I mean, he already knows because he's God, but like, yeah. it's understanding what they can handle at the point in time that they're with them. And I think it's a great example for us as believers when we're talking to either non-believers or other believers at different maturity levels yeah. and being discerning in what is appropriate to say to those people and what may yeah, not be appropriate in that moment. You have to uh, know your audience yeah. and be able to discern what that person can think and understand right. at that point in time. There may be something that you would want to say and jump off the deep end because it's something you're uber passionate about. Right. But that person, it's going to be like you're speaking Greek. You might as well speak Greek to them. Yeah. Because they're not going to understand. They can't. They can't bear it. At they the can't point. bear it. Right. So, but that doesn't mean they're always going to be like that either. Because you know, later these things are going to come to light for the apostles. Yep. And that's the same concept for other believers and non-believers alike. Right. Too. It takes time for that that person to mature spiritually in such a way so that they can understand. Yeah. So sorry I didn't mean to backtrack. No, you're fine. But. You're good. And then I want to explain uh, verse 16 really quick because this... This might be a little confusing for some folk. I'm going to read it here. Verse 16 says, In a little while you will see me no longer, and again after a little while you will see me. So here he is speaking of his death, 
burial, and resurrection all in one. So in a little while you will see me no longer, his death. After a little while, that's his burial, three days in the tomb. And then, then you will see me again, his resurrection. So he's, he's trying to, he's still speaking parabolically about it, but he's trying to get them accustomed to this idea that I'm going to die, be gone, but then I will come back. He's like preparing them for that. Yeah. Again, back to what you said about this is very much a preparation for the apostles. Yeah. I think it's comforting to know too that like um, in our lives, you know, and you can see based on scripture that Jesus is preparing them, but that's a great uh, comfort for us knowing that, you know, God's not just going to throw us somewhere and not prepare us for right. it. You know, he took the time to prepare his apostles and I think he's going to do the same for us. Oh yeah. In different situations in our life. So then in 17 through 24, we see confusion with the disciples, specifically 17 and 18. They're confused at what Jesus is talking about. And then Jesus essentially gives an answer in 19 through 20, uh, him being God. He knows their thoughts. He knows that they're confused. So he doesn't answer their question directly, but rather gives a little more information around that phrase a little while. Uh, what he's essentially telling them is he's, he's telling them that they are going to weep and lament, but it's only going to be for a short time. Right? They're going to be saddened because he is going to die, but their sorrow will turn to joy. First, through the resurrection, they will be joyful because they will see the risen Lord, the coming of all of his promises right there. And then they will receive more joy when they receive the Holy Spirit, which we see happening in Acts chapter 2. Then for us, our joy is found in the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back again. That second coming of Jesus Christ will happen. The first came exactly as predicted. His death, burial, and resurrection happened according to the scriptures as predicted. So we can trust and have faith, a faith built on a foundation that all the writings of the second coming will happen. get to verses 29 through 33 to wrap up the chapter, kind of a shorter chapter today. Uh, Jesus in 31 and 32 tells the disciples that they will desert him in a short while, meaning uh, that night, only within a few hours or from now. They will desert him because he will be arrested, tried, and crucified. However, even though the disciples will flee, forsake him to their own homes, he will not be deserted. The Father will still be with him because this is all part of the Father's plan. Yeah. It's all intentional. And then Jesus wraps up the discourse uh, with the disciples by telling them the purpose, why he went through this long discourse, this long teaching with them, starting in the upper room till now, and that is that they might have peace. This is the moment where Jesus wants them to have peace in their hearts because soon they will be hated, persecuted, pursued, falsely condemned, tortured, and martyred, but they can have peace in the fact that he has overcome the world. 
the world system, Satan, sin, death. He is the one that has overcome it all. And in spite of this tribulation, we can rest assured that we are on the winning side. Yeah, this gives us comfort too, it knowing does. that we're, you know, it also applies to us. It does, very much so. It, it, uh, as I know here in America, we don't face a lot of persecution now, but a day is coming soon in which we will. And no matter what happens to us as believers, we can take comfort in the fact that the last words of the last few words of this chapter, Jesus says, I have conquered the world. And that is where we find hope and courage. Even if, you know, it's in our lifetimes that we have to face deep persecution, our comfort is found in Jesus Christ. So I think that wraps up chapter 16. Yes, it does. All right. So we are going to be doing John chapter 17 tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we'll catch you guys in the next one. All right. Get reading. Bye.